Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Today I'm chatting with Dawn Pensack, who is an EFT practitioner. And if you don't know what that is, EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. And it's also known as tapping. Now from what I understand, tapping is a combination of acupressure and psychology. And what it does is it helps people identify and release energy blockages in your system. And a lot of times those energy blockages contribute to discomfort in our bodies and affecting our overall wellness. Now, Dawn also identifies as a type 7 like me. And as I hear her backstory for the first time, it was a bit creepy at how similar our childhoods were. But I wanted to preface this episode with a caveat so you know that your childhood doesn't determine your Enneagram type. It will affect your behaviors, though, and that often plays a part in mistyping if you're not digging deep enough to determine what your core motivations are, which is what the Enneagram is based on. So if you're listening to this podcast and you relate to any part of our stories, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a type 7. However, if you do relate to our stories and you already identify as a type 7, could you send me an email? Just send me an email and let me know at jen at powercoachjen.com because I'd love to have a chat with you. Hope you enjoy this episode. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, parents, and mentors like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective in what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jen Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make and have fun doing it. 
Your personality is your business. So let's get down to business. Welcome to the podcast, Don Pinsack. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to have you here because I am, I won't say I'm a tapping fan. I'm a tapping, um, I'm intrigued by it. (laughs) I've tried to do it before in the past, but never really, I'm not sure I really got it. But before I get ahead of myself, go ahead and tell the listeners who is Don Pinsack and what do you believe in and how do you serve others with that? So yes, my name is Dawn Penzak. I am actually a former middle school math teacher. So I have um, gone down a very completely different life path with with tapping. But I serve women who are interested in learning alternative ways of healing, of processing their their day-to-day stress is really what I love helping people with. But, you know, so they can feel healthier and they can feel happier. Um, I have a really strong need for creativity, for variety. That's one of the reasons I love teaching so much. Every day was totally different. No no day was ever the same. Um, And I love that I'm able to, you know, build a business and build a life where I have that, you know, can satisfy that need for flexibility and creativity and meeting so many different people um, as clients, but also, you know, as colleagues. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I can hear a lot. You do identify as a type seven and I can hear a lot of type seven <laughs> in like, I want to be flexible. I want to have variety. Don't put me in a box. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? So how do you feel like you have unboxed your personality and really come into who you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's been such a journey because I, want, like, I always felt like I had to fit into this box, you know, as a student growing, like as a child growing up, I always did well in school. Um, it wasn't until I got to college, actually talking about getting out of the box. It wasn't until I got to college that I really started to, um, understand who I was and, um, designing my, my life kind of how I wanted to design it. Like all my classes were over by 11 AM. I had the whole day to myself I was, you know, babysitting and riding horses and on the equestrian team and just really like living a really fun life. Um, and it, and then, you know, but I was still kind of in a, in a little bit of a box because I was going down like my family's path that they, that they had wanted for me as a finance major, knowing that I was never going to work in corporate America. I mean, I knew that probably when I was, you know, 18 and going into college, I was like, I just can't um, do that. So I ended up joining the New York City Teaching Fellows Program outside of college to become what I had hoped would be a kindergarten teacher. So just wanted to have fun all day and read to little kids and do art projects. But I ended up going into um, middle school math because of my background in finance, right? Because I was like supposedly a math person. And so um, that was really a lot of fun. I mean, I did end up enjoying math. I loved working with middle schoolers. Honestly, it, it was actually a lot of fun because, right, like every day is very different with teenagers. Um, and then as I, you know, as my life kind of evolved and I ended up leaving teaching a few years ago, unfortunately, because I ended up getting really sick. And part of it was because, well, I didn't know what I didn't know about stress. I, I had all of these things in place to um, like what I thought was self-care. You know, I've had a horse since 2007. So um, I've always had my my time at the barn, my time riding, my time with my friends. Um, I've always had like a very what, what I thought was a very good balance between work and personal life. 
But looking back, I wasn't really truly processing stress. And it wasn't until my daughter was born um, in 2012, she was born two months early. And so the trauma of everything around that, like it was like picture perfect pregnancy until like it wasn't until she's like almost being born in the car. You know what I mean? So the trauma of, of the, you know, being a NICU mom, having a, a baby in the NICU for a long time and not being able to say goodbye to my class. Like I just left on Friday one day and then I never went back, you know, she was born on Monday morning. So, um, so there was a lot of like, there was a lot of trauma around that. It's just a lot of, um, like physical issues with her labor, you know, with her delivery and then her health problems. So as a seven, I just pushed through it all, you know, it's okay. I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I just was pushed through it, you know, like, um, put on a happy face. Like, I'm so grateful that, you know, she's okay. I should be so lucky you know, we're only in the NICU for a month. Like there's kids who are in here for a long time. There's kids who are, you know, much sicker and things like that. So after about um, a year, everything caught up with me physically. I was not, I had never processed the trauma. I had never even been aware that like there could be something under the surface when all the symptoms started happening physically. And I was going to see so many doctors and, and um, trying to figure out what was going on. I never thought that it could be because I had, you know, stuffed all of these emotional things for so long, you know? And so everything, when everything exploded, that's actually when I left the classroom to figure out how to heal. So it was a year of challenges with this that nobody could figure out. It was kind of like this big medical mystery. So I, I found EFT as a way to actually help me heal. And that was really the catalyst in um, starting my healing journey, and then also this career change as an EFT practitioner. But it's really interesting looking back to see how the seven um, characteristics played a part in so many of my, you know, um, of my life experiences. You know, it's really, it's really neat to kind of look back and see. Are you feeling a bit disappointed that you haven't finished that project yet? Are the kids' schedules impacting your business? Or are the demands of your business affecting your relationships at home? Maybe you need a magic formula for that work-life balance before your fire gets so dim or it completely burns out. I've been there. There was a point in my life where I was juggling two businesses and homeschooling and had personal health issues. There was barely time to even connect with myself, much less connect with my husband. When I was finally officially diagnosed with ADHD, I felt like that explained everything. I had a new perspective and started approaching things in a new way. So I created a guide containing 20 tips that I personally use, and they have worked for me for helping me stay on course with my goals. Now you might not have ADHD, but I bet you can relate to having a million distractions during the day. So if you're ready to stop procrastinating or stop being hard on yourself for missing yet another deadline, self-imposed or not, go ahead and download the guide at powercoachgen.com. If you just find one tip from the list that helps you move forward today, you will be so glad you took the time to read it. Go to powercoachgen.com and download the guide right now. 
Which one is the most prominent one that makes you go, wow, I really am a seven? Um, well, okay. So the one thing, and I didn't really put two and two together until recently in, in doing more research on the Enneagram, but like the idea that it's hard for us to feel the emotions, um, it's like the overindulgence and the, uh, kind of hiding from or running away from, or just shying away from the idea that like, yes, suffering is part of life. Sometimes we do have to sit in the pain. And when I look back at my life, there's so many times when I, I did just completely distract myself from, um, like looking at like the, the dark sides, you know, and, um, and especially, you know, when my daughter was born, it really became clear to me. And that's why like that avoidance and that inability to like sit with the, like the crap of the whole situation, you know, I mean, it was not fun at all. Like we went through so much in that first year that she was, you know, after she was born and, but I just kept, I just kept telling myself, but it's, but it's fine. Like you can't escape it anyway. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if I had sat with it and just let myself feel like the frustration, you know, uh, feel the, the, um, or, you know, even connect with other moms who are going through similar things. Like I even avoided a lot of that because I didn't want to get sucked in to the complaining or like what I thought, you know, it's complaining or whatever. But I know that at that time that would have really helped me with the commiseration mm-hmm. and the community because yeah, like there were so many things that really stunk about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, you know, it's just like, all right, get up and go. Even like myself physically, you know, I didn't, I didn't let my body heal physically. So it was like 11 months before I felt like normal again. And, um, but it didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter how I felt, right. You just like get up and go and you just do what you, you think you have to do. And, um, you know what I mean? So I think if I, you know, letting myself sit in that, that pain and that suffering and just acknowledging that, you know, life isn't always sunshine and rainbows and happiness, you know, like I, I, it's hard for me to let myself feel that contrast, you know? I like listening to your story because I'm recognizing how integrated you are through your healing and the patterns that I see of integrated sevens that I come into contact with is that they had something that they couldn't escape. There was a pain in their life that they just could not escape and they had to deal with it. It was like, okay, I know I've been avoiding this and now I can't escape it and I'm going to have to face it and deal with it. Or there's going to be consequences, especially when it comes to our children. And we don't necessarily see them as traumatic per se, but they really are for a seven. We have to sevens have to pay a higher price to, to go through those emotions because we're so attuned to avoiding them. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I hate, I hate for us that it has to be something so dramatic and so hurtful and so painful to make us pause and, and stop to heal. But I hope other sevens hear that and realize that, you know, if it's not coming, it might be coming. I, I remember sitting in a, in a therapy session where so my son was diagnosed with autism when he was four and, and I was a mess. I was a mess because at that point I felt like everything was now this is happening and this happened because now I could see kind of the misery of my life. <laughs> 
And she said, are you at a point where you're like, why me? Why, why is this happening? And I stopped to think and I was like, you know what? I've had a pretty good life. Like I've not really felt miserable until now. So I guess I had it coming. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just thought that was kind of interesting. Do you relate to that at all? Um, the, so I don't, I'm not quite sure if I can relate to that. Cause I always thought like, there were definitely traumatic things that happened throughout my life, but I never really, so like my, um, just like my parents, you know, my parents got married and uh, my mom was finishing law school when they got married. And then they had, you know, two kids, I guess maybe two or three years. And then my dad ended up, so he was a Vietnam veteran and he was really, uh, like really struggling with a lot of mental, emotional things that were just, you know, at the time, nobody was really that concerned, I guess, unfortunately with the mental health of the veterans. Right. So everything in his life kind of looked like it was, it was going down a pretty nice path. Um, he was taking over a family business. He was, um, but unfortunately the family business was as a mortician. So you can imagine that would be, you know, a little traumatic for, you know, anybody, but like for a a veteran. Right. So anyways, long story short, he had a big fallout with his family. Um, he ended up falling into this deep depression, lots of drugs, lots of challenges. And my parents split before I was one. And what happened is that he ended up turning over full custody. So he signed over, you know, all his parental rights. And then, um, so we never had a relationship with him. So we didn't know until we were like in our thirties, he had eventually gotten remarried a couple of years later. So I have, you know, half brother and half sister, but again, the same thing, you know, he ended up, you know, divorcing the mom and, you know, living a very, very sad life on his own, you know? And so, um, I had as a kid, like, it's kind of sad looking back, but I had considered myself kind of lucky that I didn't have to split my time between my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Cause I had a lot of friends who had parents who were divorced and I was like, Oh, you know, I don't have to, to uh, go to dad's on the weekend or da da da. Like I, I get to stay in one house and I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. And then, you know, and then there were other things like, you know, that happened throughout my life that like we moved around a lot for my mom's job. So I felt like every couple of years I was in a completely different, you know, in a different state, in a different house, meeting new friends. So, um, it, so like, I, I never, but I, I always just kind of thought like, Oh, I'm just such a lucky kid. I'm such a lucky kid, you know? And so as I'm, you know, kind of growing up and like experiencing other, you know, as my life evolved and I went on to, you know, different things and started my career and stuff. Um, I never really thought like, when's the ball going to drop, you know, because I had, I had always just classified these certain things in my life as, um, like, oh, and I guess it's cause I love, you know, new things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, like I never, I never got a chance to develop really, really strong friendships as a kid because, you know, of course it's way before Facebook. So you, you don't really keep in touch, right? You move away and you're, you're out of touch with everybody. So looking back, I guess there's a lot of things that, um, that I feel like I missed out on. Um, but it hasn't really been until like the last maybe couple years, you know, since I've had kids that I thought, you know, man, there's, there definitely is some healing that, um, that I need to do. And, and, you know, it's weird, but it all kind of hit me as, um, my dad died a couple years ago and we had, um, and then I started thinking, I'm like, you know, when he left, 
like I lost my grandparents, like I, and I never had grandparents growing up because my mom's parents passed away. I was three when her dad died and I never met her mom. So like, I never had grandparents. So like thinking about all these things that I lost or that I didn't have has kind of hit me now that I'm older and it's like, oh man, you know? Um, so it's been, it's been interesting, but I never, it, I don't quite resonate with like the why, why me or like waiting for the ball to drop, but it has been interesting to piece back things in my life and see how they, how they've affected me and how much healing, you know, like I, I needed to do, you know, and I still need to do. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you told that story because I totally resonate with that. And, um, cause I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about my pain, <laughs> which sevens are really good at doing, right? Oh, yeah. I was so when you said that I was realizing, I was remembering me talking to a friend um, about something that I didn't realize was painful to me. But I was a, I was kind of joking about it. And she was she started crying. She's like, that is so sad that you had to grow up like that. And I'm like, it was uh, because I was grateful. Also, I felt like I had a lucky childhood. Um, both of my parents were physicians. So I kind of got what, and I was the third child. So I really got what I wanted. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so, so now I'm wondering, I'm thinking back, have I rewritten that story in my head now that I'm just a little bit more aware of where I was as a child and my mindset then and where I am now that, uh, yeah, not only am I, I, am I grateful? Was I grateful? I didn't realize how grateful I was because sevens are so good at spinning things to the positive, um, that we don't even recognize when we need to slow down and process emotions because we think we have. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And that's, oh my gosh, can I give you just one example of how this has shown up in my business? So I was dealing with a lot of money blocks for a long time. And I didn't even know that I had money blocks. This is why like working with a coach, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, so when I grew up, right, I, my mom's a lawyer and she climbed that ladder quickly and she was so successful before she retired. I mean, she was like a legend in like on the East coast. So um, that that came at a really high cost because she didn't have family. She, we moved around a lot. Right. So my brother and I were basically raised by nannies. Um, but with this, so in my head, um, which I didn't even know, I had created the story that money equals loneliness, money equals, um, like separating from your family money equals never reading your kids books at night. Money equals, you know, not seeing your kids all summer. You know, we would go to another state for summer camp. And um, so I had all these really, really toxic money stories in my head. So I was so scared to start making a really good living doing what I love because I didn't think that I could have everything. Like I didn't think that I could have a great career, but also be really, really present with my kids, which is one of my top values. So um so yes, the spinning it as a kid, like as a kid, I'm like, oh, yay, you know, I get to have this or have like these physical materialistic things. Um, but the dark side of that, which I never realized, and I, I still wouldn't see it 
until somebody had brought it up to me and just asked me like, what does that mean for you? Or what, whatever the question was. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like I need to, to rewrite this. I need to sit with this. I need to see that, um, that, you know, yes, even though this was my experience or this is what I'm telling, like I subconsciously told myself or believed, I got to do some healing around this because it is possible, right? Like we know it's possible to, to have both, to have it all, to have those, those boundaries and be able to, um, to have success in those different areas. But yeah, yeah. Growing up, it was such a different story in my head. It was just very, very different. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up because now, now I'm thinking about, and our stories are so much alike, maybe in the after party, I'll share (laughs) share (laughs) with you. Um, But I, I am, that's giving me pause to think about, well, did I really feel that way? Or was it because she led me to that question? Um, it's very interesting. And the more aware we are, the, the more integrated we are, the more we do unbox ourselves. And finding, number one, realizing that we do have to heal. Mm-hmm. And then actually doing that healing, which is mm-hmm. also not the fun part. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I have to talk myself up. Like I do a lot of my tapping when I'm taking a shower, but I'll have to like force myself to let myself feel Mm -hmm. like I'll have to tell myself like, it's okay. Like it's okay to cry about this or to cry about that. You know what I mean? Or to just like let the emotions come, but it's, it's like a whole process for me to start opening up those doors that need to be open, that need to be healed, that are, it's okay. Right. Like it's okay to go into the, the sad parts of life and, Um, And that's where, you know, we find that freedom, but yeah, it's not fun. It's (laughs) It's not not fun, fun. but we know that if we push through it, we, we truly will be happy. So for type sevens, our ultimate goal is that happiness and that, that satisfaction. Now every type wants that, but sevens are really fixated on it. And Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we are happy, we can serve better. So how does that show up? Because you're a coach, you're a parent, you're a teacher, and when you are able to be your best and heal and find your happy place from within, not from these indulgences from the outside, how are you able to serve others, show up better so that you can serve them? A lot of it is um, accessing like that creativity and accessing that wisdom. So instead of showing up, you know, as like a, um, with, with tons of inspiration, right. I can really go a lot deeper in my content and what I'm sharing and in, in how I'm serving, you know, clients in providing them with different content, that's going to help them shift their, their thinking. So, you know, for a long time, right. I, I was staying with what I was comfortable with. I was, um, showing content that there was a lot of teaching in my content. There was a lot of like um, inspirational type things, but now I'm able to, to look at things from different perspectives and not shy away, like being a lot more authentic and showing different sides of me, because of course, you know, like we've all gone through so many different things and yes, while it would be so fun to, to always talk about the fun, happy, you know, whatever parts of life it is really, people are going to connect with me when I share all of the sides. So tapping into different perspectives, tapping into uh, new ideas, new wisdom, more creativity. That's been something that's really helped me show up differently for people and connect with, with, 
with people on a much different level. Um, for a long time, a long time, I was saying very surface level, like uh, don't rock the boat, um, like, you know, stay on a, on a very safe plane so that we didn't have to go really deep into different things. And as an EFT practitioner, right, that's not effective. Like we, we have to go deeper. We have to get to the, the root, get to the core things. And just by doing a lot of healing on myself and becoming a lot more balanced and allowing myself to feel and process, right? I've learned so much about me in the journey that I'm able to now help other people go deeper into their own journeys as well. Mm -hmm. um, and not run, like not run from the emotions, sit with it. And in finding my own balance and my own inner happiness, I'm able to show people and guide people onto their, into their healing journey on a much different level. Like my practice has evolved so much over the last five years. Oh my gosh. So much. Cause I, I haven't been running, you know, from the big things. It's like, let's, you know what I mean? Let's go deep and let's be real and be open and committed to the process because we know how much greater and how much more joy we're going to have on the other side. And, and going through that journey myself, it's been so much more powerful to share that with others. And, um, and it's just been so much fun, you know, to help lead others to that. You know, I don't want to say that destination, but just going farther down that path of freedom, of authenticity, of finding that, that joy in um, letting go of a lot of the masks. Yeah. And do you feel that now that when we can forge that path for ourselves, we can serve the people who are just a few steps behind us? And encourage them and be, and just really just nip that imposter syndrome in the bud, <laughs> right? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. People are so inspired by people who have gone through that, you know, gone through the darkness or walked over the fire because um, that's where, you know, that's where like the magic really happens, where that transformation happens by going through the, the pain and letting people know, you know, sharing that with people. You don't have to go like, you know, too deep into it, but letting people know that you've been there, mm. you know, you've been there, you've come out the other side, you know what it feels like, you know, to have um, challenges, you know, and people can connect with that on a much deeper level. Yes. Absolutely. And I still have a lot of work to do. You know, I still have a lot of, of work to do, you know, in different things, but it's so, it just feels so good to be committed to the process. And that's really, um, that's really what I try to to help people understand is that commitment. You know, this isn't a one-time thing. This isn't something that, that you have to do every day for hours. You know, like if, if that was the case, if I had to spend an hour a day or, or a couple hours a day, like going deep into my past and, and having to feel all these things, I would like freak out. Like I would not want to do that. But when we're committed to the process and we're looking at things day by day, and we're consistently pulling back layers and doing the healing work, that consistency compounds over time and really takes us forward by leaps and bounds. And um, the work is never going to be done and that's okay. But as long as we continue to commit to the work, we're going to keep moving forward and finding our, our voice and our passion and our truth, you know, and showing up in an authentic way, which is freedom, which feels so good. Yes, it does. That is so beautifully said that the, the 
the imagery of peeling off the layers and peeling off the layers. And there's always going to be layers there. And, you know, sometimes we have experiences because we don't live in a bubble, right? So sometimes our experience starts putting those layers back on and we have to peel those off too. Um, and for a seven, sometimes we have to find the fun in it. And like, this is a game. <laughs> How can we make it a game and realize that there is reward after this and helping that motivate for that commitment as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. So before you leave us today, can you please share where people can find you online um, and learn more about tapping in EFT? Because it's so interesting. Yeah, I would love for people to connect with me on Instagram. That's where I'm probably most active these days. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Dawn Pensack. I'm also on Facebook at Dawn Pensack EFT. I have a group. Um, I go live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. So I would love to have you join me live one one morning um, where we can do some tapping and do some healing together. So yeah, those two places would be fantastic to connect with me. And um, I'm excited to meet anybody who's interested in learning more about EFT or going a little bit deeper into the healing journey. That sounds great. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.